Welcome back to the I'm Booked podcast. I'm April O'Leary, your host, and today we welcome Chris Elwert, our author of Ascended Joy. Listen in and hear what she has to say about writing, publishing, and sharing her life's journey with you. Hi, everyone. I'm April O'Leary, and I'm super excited to be here with Chris Elwert today who is one of our amazing authors at O'Leary Publishing. We're so blessed to work with so many amazing people. And Chris is just the cream of the crop. <laughs> and I wanted to bring her on here today on her very first podcast to talk yeah. about her new book and to talk about the writing process and how she went from having an idea that maybe she might write a book to actually birthing a book into the world. So welcome, Chris. Thank you, April. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so glad you're here. And Chris, Chris hails to us from Michigan. Yes. So she's a Mich Michigander. Isn't that what you call it? Michigander? Michigander. And right now we have a beautiful blue sky, sunny day in the upper 70s. It doesn't get much better than this. Wow. That is nice. You know, I grew up in the Midwest and going into the fall is one of the few times of year I miss being in the Midwest because in Florida, where I'm from now, uh, we don't get much of a fall. We don't get a weather break until probably December. And yeah. that yeah. is when I can finally start putting the top down on my car. So enough about me and enough about weather. We're here to talk about you. And, you know, when Chris came to us inquiring about our publishing services and what we had to offer, um, she is already working with Heather DeRocher, who is our editor um, from another universe. She's amazing. And so Chris and Heather knew each other and were working together on her manuscript and putting it together. And the first time you and I met by phone, we just hit it off like old time friends. Yeah, well, more like sisters from another mother, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So let's talk a little bit about your um, idea for a book and how that idea came to you. And uh, what did you do with that idea? Because a lot of people say, I should write a book. And they don't. But why did you take the next step to actually writing one? So uh, my story's uh, probably a little different than a lot of people's, um, but that's okay because I believe that inspiration comes from many different sources. Um, I did, it was not in my bucket list uh, to write a book. It was not even something that I imagined doing, I guess. Um, but I was in the middle of a um, program of self-development uh, called uh, a spiritual self-development called Kabbalah. And part of the program that we were in um, had to do with coming up with some tangible, measurable results, which is um, most people would be familiar with it as goal setting. Uh, and putting it down in very tangible terms. And at that point in my life, I had made a decision to transition from my 26 years of being a psychologist um, to being more of a um, spiritual guide and a spiritual coach 
and um, working with people in that. So one of my tangible, measurable results was to um, qualify and quantify that goal. And so how it was written was that I would transition, that I would not renew my license, jumping off the cliff. And <laughs> that is really jumping off the cliff <laughs> with no safety net. With no safety net that I could see. And, mm. um, and then considering that goal to be achieved when I had a steady 15 clients a week that mm -hmm. I was spiritual coaching for um, or my guide work and the program that I was in the Kabbalah program I was in is 10 months long so about it was about six and a half almost seven months into the process I looked at my planner because I still have a physical planner, <laughs> Franklin. Which, by the way, I love because I think there is there is power in writing things down. For me, there with is. an actual pen and paper. As yep. much as I love technology, you can't beat a pen and paper. So keep going. I'm with you on that. And so I had looked over the last couple of weeks, and I thought, oh my goodness, I've got an average of. 18 people a week that I'm seeing and had scheduled for in the future. And um, I have this spiritual connection with God as I understand God. And um, I said, oh my goodness, I achieved my tangible measurable result. And almost instantly and with a lot of surprise i heard this what about our tangible measurable result hmm. what what's your tangible measurable result and i got back write a book said write a book yes write a book i'm like about what? About your journey in Kabbalah. Like, I'm not a Kabbalah teacher. I'm not a Kabbalah scholar. I'm a student. I said, it's okay. Just sit down, type, do it. Mm. So. Yeah. So and at that, that moment, you're looking over the cliff because you had left your profession you had now achieved this tangible measurable result of 18 clients a week. And you think like, I'm done, I did it. And now you've got the next cliff to jump off of, which is writing a book. And so what I'm hearing you say, and this is a very common thought for a lot of would-be authors is, well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And we have that sort of inner voice feeling of like, I've been through some stuff and what I've been through could help people. Yes. But who am I to write a book? I'm just a student. I'm not a teacher. Right. So how did you go to battle with those thoughts that would want to diminish your expertise and your experience 
and say, well, that's for somebody else. That's for someone with more experience. That's for someone who's been around the block a few times. That's for a teacher. Because it does take a certain amount of courage to to put yourself out there and share your experience. How did you deal with that? That's a really, really good question and very pertinent to my process because part of the um, exploration of Kabbalah is dealing with what we refer to as the negative ego. And Mm. the negative ego is the one that diminishes us, that Mm. says, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You know, and all that negative stuff. And so I recognized it for what it was. It's not truth. You know, mm-hmm. it's a belief that was programmed. Um, because actually, I can do most things. Um, and, and that's the truth. And so the other part of it is my, um, my pri- priorities in life. What do I value? And what I value most of all is my connection with the divine. And so if the divine says to me, this is what we want you to do, then I know there's there's a saying that goes, um, God doesn't always send the equipped, but will equip us to do it. Hmm. And so I, I knew that that, that, would, be, that would be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem, though, and is that I think with a lot of people, I'm like, with what time? With what <laughs> time am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, because even... And that's, that- a great, that's a great point, because the first objection our brain has, if it can throw us off course, is you're not good enough, you don't have the expertise, you're not really positioned properly to be writing a book like this. If we can sort of deal with that and say, mm, maybe I could, then the next battle is no one has the time for that. I'm already so busy. Right. Right. And um, I have chosen to have a very full life. Mm. And so um, I kind of looked at it. And I looked at it from a couple of different perspectives. And I thought, when is my brain the freshest? When am I most likely to be in touch with God? Mm-hmm. Um, I had already had a, a morning routine. And so I picked uh, before mm-hmm. my morning routine. <laughs> Very good. So genius. Yeah. So, and I had heard other authors saying, I, I had a friend, Ken. Ken knows is no longer um, Ken Etheridge. He's an, he was an author. He's no longer alive. But he would say, I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I put, and he was a junior high school teacher. Love it. <laughs> he wrote a book called Toothpick. Anyhow, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's darling. And he said, I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I spend a couple of hours um, just sitting that's designated, you know, for my writing. So I remember Ken saying that. Mm-hmm. So I made my goal five, five thirty, 
to get up in the morning, um, do my, my rituals, you know, my plan for the morning, and then integrated in that plan, sitting down at the keyboard, listening to my spirit and typing what I heard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's how I started. And I'm going to tell you that for those first six weeks, it just flowed. It just was coming out. It was just flowing and flowing and flowing. And I thought, where the heck is all this coming from? <laughs> where is this coming from? And um, of course, later on, you get to the editing process, right? <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, this is unedited. <laughs> and after about six weeks, it was a little bit more, you know how when things are really fresh and really new and you're all gone ho Well, six weeks was kind of when it was like the rest of my life, you know, like uh, my recovery work. Um, you got to work at it. You have to make it a priority. It has to continue mm -hmm. to be a priority. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, so that's how I kept at it because I had previous experience of mm -hmm. something. So. And it's true because writing, you know, anyone who is a writer who has done any type of writing, just like anyone who chooses a lifestyle of fitness, let's say, mm -hmm. um, there are some days where you lace your shoes up and you feel great. And there's other days where it's raining and you would rather go back to bed. Right. Um, but those who truly want something will do what it takes to make it happen, not only when they just feel inspired. And so you had that commitment to yourself and to your higher power yes. to get this book done. And so once you finished your inspired writing process and you brought a manuscript to a publisher <laughs> of unknown name, um, that publisher was so excited and was also like, this is a great first draft because that's what every writer starts with a first draft. And, you know, one of the beautiful things in working with a team is the writer brings their experience in their writing and they put it, they have to put it all out on paper. And then what happens is we get to help form and mold that into something that's really going to be impactful for the reader. And generally speaking, and this is not just in the case of your book, but in the case of most manuscripts we see, the author writes it from their perspective initially, because that's how we view life as through our own eyes. And then part of the trick is learning how to take that through our own eyes lens and turn it around so that the reader can see it through their eyes. Right. So they're not just reading our story, they're reading their story. They're seeing how the story we're sharing is just a reflection of what their story probably is. And the things that you've gone through um, gives them hope that while they're experiencing difficult things, now they can ride through the waves the same way you did through sharing your story. So that was a process that Heather and Chris really worked a lot of magic on the manuscript together. Um, 
I was a small, tiny portion of trying to help shape the table of contents and us, you know, oh, yeah. getting the flow together. Um, it was, yeah, it was, but it was really um, a team effort. And mm -hmm. I will say that working with Chris and for those of you who are in the process of writing your own books right now, or maybe listening to this, um, when you get into that process of editorial, it's easy to get into the mode of like, well, I'm done. I wrote my book. This is my baby. Right. And right. Um, what was so great about working with Chris is that she understood this is the first draft of the baby, but now we're going to have to change the diapers and we're going to have to feed it a little bit more and we're going to have to give it a bath. Together, we're going to help raise this manuscript baby up into something that's not going to be screaming at us at night anymore. Right. And so, um, you know, you really made the, the process very pleasurable because you were very willing um, recipient of editorial suggestions and that's a really tough place to be i mean i'm a writer as well and um, it's hard sometimes when i've gotten editorial work done on my own writing to accept suggestions <laughs> i want to say well i like it better the way i wrote it right. this sounds better than that but when you're you have the trust of the team um, and we all have those same goals of making the book as impactful as it can be for the most amount of readers then we know that we've got something and so when we got to the end of this process, um, which even let's talk a little bit about your title, if we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the very beginning, do you remember what the original title was? Crazy Kabbalah. Crazy Kabbalah. Yes, it was called Crazy Kabbalah. And so we just were, we were playing with that title. We didn't feel like it was right exactly on point. We right. felt it was a little too silly, I think, when we came down to it, and mm -hmm. we were tossing all kinds of ideas around, and we settled on, would you like to share your, the five, you know, it went through a few iterations, yeah. but we settled on a title, and she's showing the book right now, for those of you seeing on video, Ascend to Joy. Ascend to Joy, Transform Your Life Through Living Kabbalah. Yes. And she's got a beautiful picture on the cover. Um, we did a photo shoot here in Naples, Florida with our photographer, Louis Venn, um, um, with this amazing infinity white background. And she's got a very angelic outfit on and she's just radiating the joy that she brings in this book. And so, you know, to me, part of what is so successful about the transformation of the manuscript into what it is now and how your energy just comes right through the book mm. from the cover all the way through the writing. And so, you know, going from the, who am I to write this book? I've never written a book before. I don't have the time to write a book to, I'm going to show up in an angelic outfit in Naples, Florida and get a photo <laughs> so I can be on the front cover of that book. <laughs> all right. So I do have to say a little something about that. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, so when I was thinking about, because I was asked the question, well, what do you want on the front of the book? What do you want to, and, and so I went to my higher power and I said, what does that look like? And I was given a very specific picture. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be on the book. That's kind of, you know, then the negative ego, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it worked, it worked because, you know, the, more than worked, 
Yeah, the joy that I wanted to convey, you know, I wanted to people to understand, I mean, we were in the middle of COVID, you know, and I wanted people to understand that no matter what is going on around you, that we have internally, we have the resources to live a life of joy. Mm. And so that's what I wanted to convey in every way, in every page, in every word, you know, is that there, there's not just hope. There is peace and joy and love and, and these things are not pie in the sky. I know I've got the sky all over the front of the book, but they're not pie in the sky. This is something that is attainable. Mm -hmm. And so now that you have the book in your hand, and we did a very successful book launch. Let's talk a little bit about the book launch, can we? Yes. So um, Chris has a very strong network of friends who support her and a supportive husband as well. And as she's talked about going through this um, 10 month Kabbalah journey, which she's done a couple different times now. And so we decided to put together a Facebook book launch party. So let's tell them a little bit about that and how it went for you. Well, it introduced me to uh, an area of my life that is um, my growth edge, having mm -hmm. to deal with social media, mm -hmm. um, something that I had avoided, very frankly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I had all kinds of reasons for that. But um, so I had to learn how to access social media to reach a larger audience than obviously I could do through texting or emailing. And so created this, April helped me to create this Facebook page that allows people to interact. Um, I did a 20 day challenge. Mm -hmm. um, May 1st, 2020, mm -hmm. and um, was able to, every day, um, did a video, a live Facebook video, talk about intimidating. Oh, no, it wasn't every day. It was every other day. Um, and that was, that was a great, great growth edge for me. Um, great growth edge because then I had to be always thinking about what is it that I want to communicate because my goal in life is to help to bring about world peace and if I could engage people in discussions about that which my book addresses, if I could engage them in an energetic exchange that would allow people to think about, oh, mm, world peace, is that possible? And I believe it is. And that's what my videos were about. There was different parts of the book and it was different ways to, you know, bring about that peace within ourselves because we're not gonna have world peace without personal peace. Correct. 
going to have world peace without peace in our families and in our homes. We're not going to have world peace without peace in our neighborhoods. And mm -hmm. so we have to start right here and to make that um, an ongoing project. <laughs> mm. So, you know, and the thing I think that is important to mention about the Facebook launch and on our O'Leary Publishing Facebook page, you'll see there's subgroups on there and we have, we host our author groups. So if you publish with us, we'll help you get your um, group together and the support. I view it very much like a traditional book launch where you might have a location, a bookstore, a coffee shop, a bar, a whatever you want, a bowling alley, doesn't matter, where everybody's gonna come together at one night and toast to you and buy your book and celebrate your success. This is the digital version of that. So the group, the Facebook group is that location. It is that bookstore, that coffee shop where we're collecting all of these people to come together. And while they're waiting for the launch, you're entertaining them with your videos or your posts and all of that. And, um, you know, Chris was talking about her growth edge and many people feel that you know, being on a Facebook Live is super uncomfortable. I'm not good on camera. I don't know how to interact. People aren't, what are they gonna think of me? You know, all of that stuff. So Chris was even smart enough, not that I would assume she wouldn't be, but she enlisted the help of her friend, Jonathan. And Jonathan helped her to really orchestrate and take some of the pressure off of the technical side so that yeah. she could focus on really showing up as her best self. And so as you're going through this process of writing a book, publishing a book, launching a book, just know that you're not alone in the process. Yeah, I think that that's where the fear comes is, I don't know what to do. How am I gonna have the time? We think that it's like this solo endeavor where the truth is, you really had people all along the way who were sort of helping fill in the gaps in those areas where um, you needed it. For sure. For sure. And, and so your book also launched as number one new release in Kabbalah and mysticism. So we shouldn't uh, neglect to mention that fact that you did an excellent job with your Facebook launch group. And, and I was thrilled. I was thrilled. Right. Um, so, um, so now today, you know, you have your book in your hand and your launch is over and you're starting the process of ongoing marketing, which is a, it's like raising the baby, you know, once you're a parent, you know, your baby is newborn and then they're six months old and then they're a year and you don't get to just say you're not a parent anymore. Now you're a parent to a brand new baby book and you get to raise that book. Right, right. And so um, Chris has had some pretty cool opportunities to present her book at a pretty high level in the world of Kabbalah mm -hmm. and has had a lot of interest and excitement amongst her community. And why don't you share a little bit about that? Well, I decided that, I mean, this is not a time to travel, right? Um, so everything has to be done digitally. And so uh, I decided to um, just make aware people throughout the world uh, who are teaching Kabbalah or learning to teach Kabbalah um, that this book was available. And so I, I sent them a copy of the book and um, got some wonderful, wonderful feedback. 
And this coming weekend, I'm actually going to a convention um, where there are uh, some beautiful people, uh, many of whom are involved in some sort of Kabbalah study. And I'm going to um, be having the book there and promoting the book and um, really eliciting their support and, and getting the word out because although the book in some ways is about Kabbalah, in other ways, it's not. It's about life. It's about life and anybody can access this. So as far as marketing goes, um, I also um, put it, there were two contests, book contests that I entered the book in. Um, and uh, with the first contest that I entered, they um, gifted me with a professional, um, review and mm -hmm. I, got, I got a five-star review so i have these so i have these little stickers i can put on the book that says five-star review amazing <laughs> yeah and then i have another one that's going to be coming up i think in december and um and we'll, we'll see and there's more to come and there's, there's so much more to come and that's that's the point that i think is to me, the most exciting as a publisher mm -hmm. is that when you birth a new book into the world, no one can predict where it's going to go. No one can predict the doors it's going to open. No one can even really say, you know, as you scatter the seeds of the book around where they're going to sprout and where they're going to not sprout and how long it's going to take to germinate. But as long as we continue the process of reaching out and letting people know it's here and being helpful, um, our book will find its place in the world. And so I appreciate you um, trusting us uh, to birth your book with you. Um, Ascend to Joy, Transform Your Life Through Living Kabbalah is a work of art. And I encourage anyone who's listening to purchase the book, not just to read the book because the book has gold from the front to the back, but just to even feel it and to look at the layout and to just grab onto the energy that this book um, really will uh, radiate out towards you. And yeah. Chris, how can people get a hold of you? Um, Christine C. Elwert at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. You can go to, um, I, I think that would be the best place. That's would, the best place. Yeah. Perfect. And be you have a website as well? We do. Um, my website that you can get to the book through is Academy for Empowered Living. So it goes empoweredliving.academy. Mm -hmm. so Empoweredliving.academy. So we thank you so much for your time, Chris. That was not, not painful, your first podcast. You're still no. breathing. And I, I want to thank you. And I can't emphasize enough that this book was a team effort and that we're continuing on as a team. And 
that has been one of the most wonderful, wonderful parts of writing this book is joining this team of O'Leary Publishing and just having a new family. We're so happy to you're a part of it. And uh, Chris's book is amazing. It deserves to be a number one new release in Kabbalah and mysticism. If you're looking for a way to connect to a higher power and to enrich your spiritual journey, no matter where you are on your own spiritual process, I encourage you to pick up Chris Elwert's book, Ascend of Joy, Transform Your Life Through Living Kabbalah, available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, anywhere you can buy books online, you can find it. Thank you for your time today, Chris. Thanks. And we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Sounds Have great. an amazing day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Love you. And this concludes today's episode. Thank you, Chris, for all of your insight and inspiration. We so appreciate you. And thank you for listening today. And I hope you gained some insight about your life your writing, and possibly your journey on the path to becoming an author. If you'd like to know more, please join us at O'LearyPublishing.com, where you can download the Influencer's Path to Successful Publishing and find out how you can take your idea, turn it into a manuscript, and get it published in less than 90 days. Have an amazing day, and thanks for joining us here on the podcast.